0: Gathered friends, listen again to our legend of the Bionicle. Hey, cassettes, what's up, everybody? Hi. <laughs> welcome <laughs> back. We are three old friends learning everything we can about movies and TV, and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Adam.
1: I'm Marcy. I'm Robin.
0: Hooray, welcome <laughs> back. How are you feeling? Good?
1: Yep. <gasps> awesome.
0: So this week, we're doing something a little different. Marcy and Robin are stepping out of their comfort zone and allowing me to teach them about something completely new to them.
1: Yay! This will be
0: super fun. Hopefully, you don't (laughs) hate me afterwards.
1: (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of the time, we're teaching Adam stuff on the show. We don't talk about it very often, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, that, that intro that we say all the time about teaching everyone, mostly me, is the answer because to that. Because it's
1: you and our three listeners.
0: Right, yes. right. Yeah. In the time before time, the great spirit descended from the heavens, carrying Alistair Swinnerton, Bob Thompson, Martin Anderson, and Christian Faber. Together, they illuminated us with the three virtues, unity, duty, and destiny. <laughs> and in 2001, Bionicle hit store shelves. (laughs) It was a smash hit, connecting with kids around the world and taking Lego out of the red by 2004, a place the company hasn't returned to since, despite more recent struggles. Wow. Yes. Set in a universe filled with biomechanical beings, the world of Bionicle was unique, intriguing, and mysterious. Harnessing the power of the elements on their island home The six Toa heroes are destined to save the world from the evil Makuta. Lego dove deep into this world, which spawned hundreds of toys that sold by the millions. Coupled with dozens of characters and a complex lore that would take a whole year of college classes to fully understand.
1: I believe that. Uh
0: But it worked. It was such a success that talks of a feature-length movie started in the same year.
1: Wow. Hmm.
0: Yes. So, gathered friends, listen again to our legend of Bionicle, Mask of Light. Hey. (laughs) Are you guys ready for this? Nobody's ready except for me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you even got your Bionicle mask on tonight. I have my
0: fucking Bionicle mask on. It's (laughs) not a full, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> though, I did, though, though i did make a though i did make a complete one for halloween you guys remember i that? do oh,
1: remember that hell yes. Yeah. Do. yeah yes it was really impressive
0: thank mm. you i appreciate it yeah. um i'm a little obsessed with this yeah and and not in a meme way because there are there are lots of botanical memes out there right now and it's and honestly i appreciate them they're very funny yeah. But I legitimately love this franchise <laughs> in a real in a real way. So, here we go. We're talking about it.
1: This is something that I know like I honestly I don't know anything about this, but this is something that Adam has talked about for the entirety of our friendship. <laughs> so, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh, I don't I don't this is I don't need to dive deep on Bionicle. Don't turn it off. Marcy and I are with you." Yes. We yeah. are We relate. We are also lost. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs>
0: And I will have you know that I personally will be very hurt if you turn this episode <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: I, I totally understand. It, it is a niche franchise, especially now. It hasn't been around for a while. It, it ended in 2010. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's been a minute. And we don't talk about the reboot. So I totally get that people either don't know about it or don't care. <laughs> because the people who do care are invested, like me. And we're a community Mm -hmm. who loves it, and we won't ever leave it. And we love
1: you for it, Adam. Yes. Thanks. thanks.
2: Yeah. For me, I I remember seeing the figurines, but I honestly had no idea what to expect with this. Mm -hmm. I did not know if it was, I I honestly didn't even know if it was going to be a live action movie or or if it was animated. I I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to go with it. That would have
1: been fascinating. A live action. (laughs) A live action.
0: Oh, man. Let's begin.
2: Here we go. Yeah, the history, we're going to start with a little history of Bionicle for those of us like me and Robin that uh need to know. <laughs> Before the Lego company became the largest toy company in the world, they were on a downward spiral that was nearly their end. The 90s saw absolutely horrid sales, and in 1997, the company posted a loss for the first time since their beginning in 1932. Not even securing the Star Wars brand was enough to save them from the brink.
0: Wow. It's wild.
2: That is baffling.
0: There, there are a lot of people who attribute that Star Wars money to, to really helping Lego out, but I'll have you know that it's not true.
2: <laughs> Star Wars at the time was a franchise based solely on the movies. The interest in Star Wars toys would dip drastically if there wasn't a new movie that year. Lego knew that this was not sustainable.
1: Yeah, but there would be a movie in only a couple of years after this too, so that probably did help a little right. bit. Yeah. yeah, Lego needed something original that they could
2: produce and sell year round, something to appeal to a new generation of builders. They realized that kids in this quickly growing modern world wanted something to play with that would encompass more than simple building blocks. Kids wanted a story behind those blocks and to go with it, new pieces they could use to create their own characters and fantasies. LEGO hired various staff from the broadcasting world to come up with story-based ideas to counter the all-conquering franchise, Pokemon.
1: (laughs) I do remember Pokemon being... I don't remember kids playing with Legos. (sighs) Yeah, me neither. I remember them trading Pokemon cards. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: much easier to bring those to school. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true, yeah.
2: At the time, Pokemon was largely credited with Lego suffering their first loss. Many ideas were brainstormed and pitched to Eric Kramer, then technical director at Lego, including one called Boneheads of Voodoo Island, (laughs) or Voodoo Heads for short. Boy.
0: (laughs) Yep. You kind of get an idea of why they didn't go with that one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a little bit secrecy was so tight around bionicle that this original title was known only to the insiders for many years
0: mm-hmm. was, are we
1: are we the
2: insiders
0: we now? are now Ooh. one of the creators basically posted everything he worked on after the franchise was done it, in, later in 2010 he posted it all to a blog it was like here's every, all the concept Aww. art they don't need it anymore right here's all this original stuff and Voodoo Heads came up and everyone's like, what the hell? That is so What the awesome. hell's this? <laughs> I was like, How is this related? And you know Ah,
2: got it. Yeah. That's cool that they released it. Yeah. The key Lego creators of Voodoo Heads were Bob Thompson, who had become head of story, and Martin Anderson, then a mere toy designer. The third of the four official co creators was Christian Faber, creative director of the Danish advertising agency Advance. Who created the amazing graphic look of the whole project? it was not until Alistair Swinnerton got a hold of the project shortly after that Bionicle began to take its final form, according to a recount written by Swinnerton on his personal website. Voodoo heads, along with other brief concepts, were sent to outside writers at a company called Scriptonite. He said something about voodoo heads caught my eye. So I decided to work on that one. It had a kind of Easter Island vibe to it, I felt. And I'd always been fascinated with that subject. The basic story was there. A bunch of characters on an island, not knowing why. But that was about it. So I pretty much started again with the concept. The rewrite of the concept was sent back to Bob Thompson, and he liked it. He liked it so much, in fact, that come February 2000, Swinnerton was on a plane to Lego HQ in Denmark.
1: All right. Ooh, nailed
0: it. First try. <laughs>
1: Dude. So, Adam, did you like these toys?
0: I love <laughs> these toys. Not loved. Still love these toys. I have too many on my shelves. Um, they were, you know, it's weird because they weren't the biggest part of my childhood when they came out in 2001, right? Mm-hmm. I had a few Lego action figures here and there, but later on, by like 2003 or four, I was buying them up. These ones were cheaper than most Lego sets at the time, and shoot, mm. even now, they're cheaper than a lot of Lego sets, and they came in these canisters. You know, Lego had has talked about that they, they had the idea for like Lego vending machines.
1: Ooh. You know, where you
0: could just go get little sets for like yeah, a couple bucks.
1: That's, that's a great cute. idea. Right? Yeah. So
0: that kids would be able to buy their own stuff rather than having to rely on their parents to buy yeah, these they could use, 50 you know, or more dollar sets.
1: Yeah, their little bubble gum money instead of. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly.
0: So that's kind of one of the reasons why they were in these canisters because they would be easy to stock in a vending machine and they would tumble out like a like a <sighs> drink, you know. Mm-hmm. Smart. So it was pretty cool. Unfortunately, we never got any Lego vending machines. <laughs> uh, if anyone at Legos listening, we could still do that. Yeah, it's still awesome. possible,
1: it's really guys. It's it's within reach. Please yeah. do it.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I I have a bunch of these, and I have a huge collection. That would have been bigger had not one of my big regrets of life happened. I had just gotten a PS2 at the time, and all of my consoles were kind of sitting out. They're just kind of on the couch or whatever, you know. Because I had uh, my room was in the basement, but they were on the couch downstairs, and I was just infatuated with the TV at the time. And my mom comes down. It's like, hey, you need to put these away. We're getting ready to clean up the whole basement, right? The next day is going to be a huge project. We're going to clean everything, and um, I just was like, I'll do it. I will. I, I'll do it. I'm just. I'm in the middle of a game, mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. see where this is going? Yes. So she's like, okay, here's a bin to put them in. So she gave me this bin. I didn't do anything with it. So then, because I was just playing video games, yeah. I was actually video
1: games. This is why video games are bad. Charlie. I was. Yes. I'll let the you know true evil. Of them.
0: I, re- I remember very vividly. I was actually playing Spyro: A Hero's Tale on the PS2. So yeah. So the next day, everyone came downstairs to start to clean, and somebody else—I don't know who—used the bin that I was given for something else. And I grabbed my little dumb kid brain, grabbed a garbage bag
1: mm-hmm. to stuff them in. I was
0: like okay, I'll just bag them up for now, and I'll do something with them later. Somebody, don't know who, to this day I don't know who, <laughs> yeah. was like, mm, garbage bag. It's garbage. Right? Don't blame them because totally yeah. <laughs> they're in a garbage it's bag. A garbage. It must be garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Took them away and threw them out and never to be seen again. So I lost a very big chunk of my collection. Oh my god. And it was a and I regret it That's so sad. very much to this day. I feel so bad because all I had to do was pause the game, get up, put them in this bin, (laughs) save. My life would be totally different. You learned a
1: very, very hard lesson. I did. I'm sorry.
0: I really did. But I'll have you know that I've gotten a a huge chunk of that collection back by now. Good, good. I I still have very many. So I'm going to summarize this movie for you a little bit. If you forgot, we were talking about a movie. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. The movie picks up in the second story arc after the toa have already been around for a while. So in order to get the best comprehension of out of the story, you should at least know this. It takes place on the mysterious island of Matanui. The spirit protecting the island, also called Matanui, has been in put into a deep sleep. Six toa heroes fall from the sky and discover that is that it is their duty to find the master power, defeat Makuta and reawaken the Great Spirit. Yeah, That is a a very general starting point. Yeah. There are a lot of similarities to anything (laughs) to do with islands and Hawaii and things like that. Yeah,
1: Polynesian.
0: Polynesian, that's Ah. it, yes. So everything seems fine and dandy on the island, and the Matoran are safe and happy. The Matoran are the villagers. They are in the midst of peace and prosperity. The different tribes are getting along, and they even built a new stadium to play the sport of Kohli. It is not until one curious Matoran, Takua, makes a very important discovery that Makuta rears his ugly head. The Mask of Light has been found. The Turaga tell that it is a sign of the coming of a seventh Toa. Now, the reluctant hero Takua and his friend Jala are sent on a quest across the island in search of their destiny. Meanwhile, Makuta must not let this happen, so he sends his evil sons, the Rakshi, to find Kua and take the Mask of Light.
1: Let me let me sum up. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> there's lots of these robot things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's six that are tall, and a bunch that are short. <laughs> yes, and the short ones, they could be any age. Yeah, I thought they were babies. Uh-huh. Cause they were tall ones, so I thought they must be children, but, but no, they—that's yes. they... as big as they get. They could be teenagers. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. they could be little kids. It's unknown.
0: It's it's strange because it's never really talked about. This is one of the mysteries that is left unsolved. Huh? Where do the Matoran come from? How are they like born? Yeah.
1: How do they reproduce? What That's a good question. It? Yeah. Net yeah.
0: Don't. Think about it. Okay. You just okay. roll
2: with it. It's just what we do with it's, this movie. Yeah, right. you just roll it's, it's, with
0: it. It's not really important. And actually, a debated, <laughs> a debated <laughs> topic is whether or not the whether or not romance exists in the universe. Huh. I say it does. It Anyone out there does. who yes. doesn't? Well, because one of the one of the people much later after the stories was mm-hmm. like, "Love isn't canon." I'm like, "What are you talking about, you dumb dumb?" Of course it is. <laughs> you put it in a lot of stuff. They can say that, it, that it's not real, but it is. Because, yeah, for sure. That's like when
1: happen? my brother went to a Who concert and the Who were like, Why does everybody like Teenage Wasteland? It's literally a song about holes in a field. <laughs> yeah. And my brother was like, Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is not what
1: this song is about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> From the beginning, the creators envisioned that there would be a Bionicle movie. Thanks to the toy's unprecedented success, Miramax and Lego made a partnership in 2002 to develop and distribute three direct-to-DVD movies with budgets estimated around $5 million each. This is is a reference point. It took $10 million for Pixar to get started. Uh Uh-huh. And this is a CG movie in 2002, not long after that. (laughs) Yeah. And they only have half as much to this movie. This is not a lot of money. Nope. While most projects of its type took eighteen to twenty four months to complete, the development team completed the film in thirteen months. Whew. Mm. this was due to a convenient arrangement with the Taiwanese animation studio cGCG that created most of the animation as the u s based team was done with work. the team in Taiwan was just getting started, so work was being done on the film almost twenty four seven
0: It' is really nice Wow it's cool stuff they you know the u s team would be Writing out all this stuff. Here's my notes. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Here's what we want. Send it away. Go to sleep. It comes back done in the morning. It's, <laughs> it's like, like magic. It's, wow. wow. Isn't that cool, though? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a really convenient that way to make movies.
1: Yeah. That is yeah. actually. That makes me think that every animation studio should ship half of their animators to a, a country on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. And that way, they can just get done faster. Yeah. There you go. CGCG Incorporated has also done animation work for Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and even the more recent Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous.
0: Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> how cool is that? Two of my favorite franchises hooking up in a weird, weird way. <laughs>
1: yeah. I can see how they worked on the Ninja Turtles and Star Wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The animation style does look similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The film was co directed by Terry Shakespeare. No relation. <laughs> And David Molina, I don't know. There could be a relation, I guess. but I don't think so. <laughs> it's technically possible. I don't know. <laughs>
0: the great descendant of William Shakespeare worked on Bionicle straight to DVD. <laughs>
1: I do think it was kind of fun to see the, the name Shakespeare in the titles. Yes. The movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was written by Shakespeare. Immediately.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's why it's so good. <laughs>
1: Shakespeare and Molina both started as animators, working with Don Bluth, and would later go on to work at Disney. Um, oops. <laughs> in a reverse exodus, I guess. Yeah, why? Odd. <laughs> they worked on films such as An American Tale, Secret of NIMH, Beauty and the Beast, and more. They both began their paths to directing as animation directors for video games. Their first project was a game called Mickey Mania, The Timeless Adventures of Mickey Mouse in 1994. <laughs> Doesn't
0: Aww. that sound like a real great time? Yeah, it does, that, actually. That so it would be one of those games that was like packaged with a VHS. Yes.
1: You know what I mean? Oh They both did many video games for years until they were both given a shot at a film in 2002 with Bionicle Mask of Light. They would also go on to direct the two soon-after sequels.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was mentioned already, but there are four Bionicle movies. They directed these two after the first. So they directed the first three that were all made pretty close together. And then, not for another,
1: yeah, I want to yeah. say
0: five or so years, maybe more, the fourth one came out. So it was like mm. a whole new team of people. Nice. Yeah.
1: You could say that Mask of Light had many writers, because the story came from many places and went through different hands. We mentioned the big influence that Alistair Swinnerton had on the Bionicle story, and he had a part in writing for this movie as well. But the biggest credit for the film itself goes to Henry Gilroy for the screenplay. Gilroy has many TV writing credits we're sure you've heard of. For example, the 90s Batman animated series, the Timon and Pumbaa TV series, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Avengers Assemble. Hmm.
0: Some pretty broad yeah. <laughs> differences there, but hey, it's cool.
1: Yes, yeah. Unlike previous Lego themes, Bionicle was accompanied by an original story told across a wide array of media from comics, games, and commercials, to books and web animations. This meant that many fans had their favorite version of the story so far, and it was important to keep that in mind. According to the -the behind-the-scenes extras of the DVD, one of the biggest considerations was being honest with the loyal fan base, and being true to the source material. Bob Thompson said in an interview, People often talk about when they make a film from a book. Everyone that has read the book has a slightly different take on it. Well, this is even more extreme because everyone that's played with the toy has a belief about what
0: Bionicle is. There are so many different takes, and actually, sometimes they conflict a little bit. You know, if you go and read the novels, it's like the most, the most detailed version you can get. But then there are abridged versions on, of like the comics and web yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like what, which one is the real one here? So it's you know everyone's kind of got their own thing, whereas. Most of the time with books, you get the book, right? Yeah. Obviously, the movie changes things, but in in the case of Bionicle, they had already done the changing in, in different ways, right? So which one do they go with and how do they kind of solidify them all together? It's a really interesting thing that, you know, I imagine it would be difficult to decide on.
1: I think the consideration here, it's different for this movie because they knew it was going right to DVD. They knew that it was specifically for fans, so right. they didn't need to dumb it down. Mm-hmm. They weren't looking for huge audiences to mm-hmm. break mm-hmm. box office records. They weren't trying to bring in a whole mainstream audience. This was to appease people that already liked the property. Yeah. So it makes sense that they did it the way they did it. hmm But <laughs> yeah. It makes
0: it hard for non-fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When choosing a style, director Shakespeare and Molina noted there were several already existing interpretations of the bionicle look. They would go through it all during the early design phase, including flash web comics, comic books, and CGI commercials. They eventually decided upon the more commercial look. Perhaps we could have gotten a great 2D animated movie in another life.
0: Wouldn't that have been just, oh, well...
1: Yeah. Yes. I would have liked that a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah,
0: just Just the fact that it would be... 2D animated and, I mean, based on who worked on it, maybe a little bit Don Bluthy. Yeah. I'd have been like, hell yeah, man.
1: That'd be sweet. The characters were changed as little as possible while still adding enough new detail in order for the characters to act and move as we would expect, including the addition of hands and masks that can move as they talk.
0: Obviously, the toys don't do that. (laughs) They had to do something.
1: The look is loved by many fans and disliked by others, and is now referred to as the Miramax style. The same look would continue for the next two movies.
0: Yep, there's some haters out there.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: I'm done with you. <laughs> it's pretty good. They did what they could, and they, I think they did enough.
1: <laughs> While writing, Henry Gilroy made sure to stick with what had come before. This was the first Bionicle movie, but it was picking up in what was then the second major story arc. So, we had to be mindful of how characters think and behave. The team developed new expressions that would fit in the world. For example, Takua says, hold your rahi instead of hold your horses. <laughs> and Jala says, you could have been lava bones in place of you could have been killed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's a very Tomatoran thing to say that in that they're the fire ones, right? Mm. They, they hang out where lava is. So it just makes sense for them to say something like that. And I think they did a good job expanding the world be- in that way. Because as far as what had come before, the only village that kind of talked weird were mm-hmm. those in the jungle. They yeah. have what's yeah. called tree speak, where you, you might remember the, the green Toa. Yes. Leewa kind of t- spoke weird, right? He, he had did. like a Yoda thing going on. Not really reversing his words, but he had extra words in there and stuff. That was really all that there was as far as, like, different dialects go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Until
0: this movie, where they threw some more, sprinkled in some more.
1: There were many discussions about this with the casting director, Chris Zimmerman. Henry said, also on the DVD, I think everybody has a certain expectation for the voice they want to hear coming out of their favorite Toa. Every Bionicle fan has their favorite Toa, so we really wanted to be true to them to somehow instill in them a voice that would be believable to the hardcore fans. So they didn't sound like they lived in the United States or in Europe, but that they could come from their own world. Ah. Mm -hmm. There were some characters in this movie that I thought did have really interesting ways of speaking. Very, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you have a favorite Toa?
0: Um, My favorite Toa is Toa Tahu. Ah. Of course, the red one. I don't (laughs) know why... I just I just I just had the most connection with him.
1: I'm not surprised that yeah. he's your favorite. Uh, <laughs> you were him for Halloween, yep. right? Yeah, and I sure was. And I've got the mask got on now. The red mask. So was he the one that was like that got corrupted or yeah? Yes.
0: He gets poisoned in this movie and he kind of goes nuts.
1: Yeah. I yeah yeah he's kind of a dick. He is. He sure yeah, is.
0: Yeah. Um. But, you know, over the course of all the story, you kinda le- they learn to work together a little bit better and they're not so
1: he's a tad at odds. But yeah. he's a little
0: bit hot headed. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, from the beginning, he's kind of a dick to Golly, the mm-hmm. toe of water. Obviously, you kind of get the idea that yep. fire and water would be at odds with yeah. each other. I think my brother is afraid of having his fire extinguished. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Sister. Against me, you'd be nothing but steam, hot air, as they say. And here's an interesting tidbit that's kind of weird and was later redone. I suppose Mm -hmm. in the beginning, all of the Ga matoran the blue ones, Mm -hmm. the Water Tribe, if you will, all of them were female, and only female in the Water Tribe. You could get girls in other in the other tribes too, but the Water were only girls. It was kind of a weird. Why? Huh? Why did you do that?
2: So it ruled, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Here's the real thing. I would live in that. That would be where I'd want to live because it's the best. It's the best village. (laughs) If you look into all the stuff, it's the nicest. It's on like a beach, and they have like floating huts and stuff. It's the it's the coolest place to live. So speaking of all those, you know, the casting director and all that, we got to talk about who are the beautiful voices in this movie. First, we have Jason Mikus as our main character, Takua.
1: Oh yeah! Sorry, Jalla. Hang on a sec. I just gotta check out that totem.
0: He has had other voice roles such as in Ernest Goes to School and the show Dragon Tales. We also have Andrew Francis as Jala, the captain of Takoro's Guard.
1: You're alive, Coleyhead! You could have been lava bones!
0: He has made his way more recently in TV shows and doing English dubs for anime, such as the localization of The Girl Who Leapt Through Time.
1: <laughs> that sounds amazing. Looks
0: mm-hmm. like a fantastic movie. Haven't seen it.
1: I really liked Jala, and I just want to say Takua did not deserve him. <laughs> yeah.
0: According to Chris Zimmerman, the two leads came into audition for the opposite roles they would eventually get. Andrew came in very well-dressed and professional, while Jason dressed in a Hawaiian shirt and cracked jokes the whole time. Chris eventually had them try and switch their lines, and the characters just clicked.
2: Oh, yeah. That's cool.
0: Next, we have Scott McNeil, who would voice both Tahu, Toa of Fire, and Onua, Toa of Earth. Mm. He is known for doing many English dubs for anime, such as the extremely popular Dragon Ball Z, and Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. Mm. Next is Dale Wilson as Liwa Toa of Air. Walk, ha. not never. If you ride with me, there'll be no footwalking, just air flying. He has made an appearance in Psych, which, is <gasps> kinda, which I thought was kind of neat. And has, prov- and has provided voices for things like Transformers, Stargate, and X-Men Evolution.
1: Nice.
0: That's some pretty cool stuff there. Yeah. Next, we have Kathleen Barr as Gali, Toa of Water. She has over 300 voice credits on IMDb, including My Little Pony, Ninjago, which is another Lego property, by the way, Ed, Ed, and and VeggieTales. You guys love VeggieTales. Yes. VeggieTales,
1: I love VeggieTales. We should do a VeggieTales episode. We should. Definitely
0: should. We also have Michael Dobson as Kopaka, Toa of Ice. It's what you do that makes a hero. He has done many voice roles as well, including The Hulk, Sausage Party, and Norm of the North.
1: Norm of the North! Oh my gosh, Norm of the The North? The greatest animated film ever made. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look it up! (laughs) Next is Trevor Duvall as Pohatu, Toa of Stone.
1: Matoran of Onokoro! The mask of light has been found.
0: He has many cartoon and gaming voice roles, such as Halo 5, Regular Show, and the new Thundercats Roar. Have have either of you seen the new Thundercats? No. No. I hear good things about it.
1: All right. Is it as good as DuckTales?
0: Oh, <laughs> probably not, <laughs> uh, if I had to guess, because DuckTales is next level.
1: It's so uh, nice. It's like it's, amazing how the good The new it, DuckTales is yeah. uh-huh. so good.
0: And lastly, we have Lee Talker as Makuta, the main antagonist. Their unity can be poisoned. Their duty will be broken. Their destiny I must shatter he is also in many cartoon roles such as bob the builder johnny test and even the Ratchet and clank movie oh. which i also love
1: yeah maybe that will be another episode
0: one day yeah. that'll Sometime. be another one for me i've seen it I, I have
1: know? also seen it. That's true. That's Marcy and I's glowing review the Here's a... movie. Here's...
0: Why is it that all the ones that I pick are the ones that you have to be in already? Like you have to be in on the franchise already to enjoy.
1: I, I, don't, know. <laughs> just, I don't know. You're just an all or nothing kind That's of yeah. person. That's right. I guess so. He's...
0: So obviously this movie is a freaking masterpiece of the highest quality. Right.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I sure. was blown away by. Yeah. I, I wish it was. I wish it was two hours. <laughs> it was.
0: Uh... <laughs> all right, we're just kidding. <laughs> Among Bionicle fans, it is a well-loved movie and the majority favorite of all four films. With an existing knowledge of characters and the world, the film really shines for what it is. The main criticism from many is that it relies heavily on knowledge of early Bionicle storylines. It could be said that it was almost too respectful in that aspect.
1: Uh, I would would (laughs) maybe agree with that. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I was going to say, during my research, when I was reading up on this criticism, a lot of people mentioned Transformers, Mm -hmm. um, the Michael Bay Transformers, right? Yeah. Because it is one of those franchises that if you go back and you look at it, it does have a deep lore with Cybertron and all these things right but they they turned it into a mainstream thing mm-hmm. and you know people say that they went too far in the other direction like the Michael Bay like these Transformers movies went too far mainstream and not enough of what what made Transformers mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. but you know and then there's Bionicle which is the exact opposite it's too much into what fans like and yeah. Yeah. has really no mainstream appeal
1: yeah I think It makes sense though, like just for a fan movie. But if if they were gonna make one that went to theaters, it would definitely benefit from a lot of, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, basic facts, yeah, Yeah. as to who is who, just just some early some a lot of this could be cleared up with some nice narration at the beginning, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, just some a little bit of explanation, Mm -hmm. um. A character that the audience relates with that is mm-hmm. being introduced yes. to this mm-hmm. world, you know, mm-hmm. that that might be helpful. Yes. You know, like maybe an outsider, mm-hmm. Bionicle, wakes up and he doesn't remember anything. And right. they're like, oh, welcome to this, and we're called this here, and we yep. play this game, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, that kind of stuff.
0: And, you know, it's very funny that you say that, because- if I were to make a movie, I would start from the beginning of the storyline, and that is almost exactly how it goes.
1: Oh, well, see? There you're... you go. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'll sign you on when I when I reboot it. Because in the beginning, the Toa do arrive on the island with no memories. Ah. And they kind of have to learn everything along with the reader, right? Because this is the comic books I'm talking about. Yes. So... I would have done a movie starting in the same place.
1: That to me if that yeah. canon already exists then I okay. Now mm. I don't understand why they didn't do that. Yeah. Right. Cuz if that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if since that already exists, why didn't they make a movie like
0: that? My guess is because they just wanted to capitalize on where they were at the moment. Ah, okay. Because these are the like this movie was based on the toys that were out at the time and they're like yeah. let's talk about these characters that we're kind of promoting now.
1: Oh, okay. Because gotcha. it is a straight
0: to DVD movie yeah. and it it does come from a toy company and it was mainly for advertising. Yeah. That's really the thing yeah. at the end of yeah, the this day. Yeah, it's just a commercial. Yeah. But it's I, a, it's fun.
2: I feel like they could just go back and do prequels. I mean, Honestly, it's yeah. animated. You don't have to rely on Be still characters. my heart. I, yeah. would,
0: I would love it so much. Yeah. I would be willing to kickstart or something. Movies for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just <a> one, like, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings trilogy length yeah. thing. I would love it so much. Entertainment Weekly gave the film a B+. That's pretty good. Yeah, for That's yeah. about where I was calling it a well-constructed CGI adventure and saying that even those who did not understand the story would at least enjoy the effects and the action sequences. (laughs) And Don Houston of DVD Talk also was generally positive about the film. He called the direction and visuals exceptionally crisp and clear when compared to other films of this type and gave high praise to the voice acting and noting the darker themes within the film.
1: Yeah, I actually, I thought it was a bit intense, and I liked that about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, when Jala dies, I thought he was going to stay dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, Same. because he did. Disney does that a lot, but usually they die in the third act and are revived at the end of the third act. Mm-hmm. But this time it was like, died in the second act- and then and then stays dead for quite a while, <laughs> um, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, this is sad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially because of why. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I also felt bad for
2: Takua's little crab character. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, man.
0: Puku? Yes. Yeah. When they
2: he left him behind, I was like, oh, poor
0: guy. Yeah, yeah
1: so we, we can talk about that in a minute.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but before we get to that part, it did win some awards. Yay! Two of them.
1: Hey, <laughs> Nice. In
0: 2003, Mask of Light won a Golden Reel Award for Best Visual Effects in a DVD Premiere Movie. Nice. nice. Hey. Solid. And it also won the Best DVD Release Award at the 2004 Saturn Awards. Wow! So, hey, nice. that ain't bad.
1: No. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that there are separate awards for DVD release movies. hmm Or straight mm-hmm. to VH, whatever, straight to video.
0: Right. So anyway, this movie had obviously a very big impact on me. I very much enjoy this movie. It is my favorite of the four, along with a lot of other people, as I mentioned. It's just enough of a kind of like shortened or condensed version of the story from that from that line, right? Mm-hmm. It started in like 2002. The Toa had just gotten like, they like leveled up, right? Yeah. They got the yeah. new armor and weapons and stuff. And that's who we see in this movie. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff trying to figure out what to do. And mm-hmm. then Makuta comes along and the seventh Toa and all that stuff. <laughs> so it's a really good, like concise version of this whole thing. So I really appreciate it for that. Cause if I'm like, I just want to relive that part. I'll just watch this movie instead of reading the 17 comics or however many they were. Right. Ah. So I really appreciate that. And of course, Bionicle as a whole has had a very big influence on me. Obviously we talked about it at the beginning, I'm currently wearing a Bionicle mask. <laughs> And if I had any more Bionicle clothes, I would have worn those too. But alas, I don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can't get them anymore. I have to make my own. <laughs> but anyway, um, what did you guys think? We all know that I love it. I understand. We said this. I understand that it is a for fans movie. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But I am yeah. interested to see, to hear what your guys' thoughts are.
2: I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I, I was glad you were there to explain some of the more <laughs> yeah. intense parts of it. But overall I felt like even if you weren't there I could have just like watched it mm-hmm. and been okay with like okay that's just it is what it is, you know, right. kind of stuff. You don't know anything but, about these characters yeah, or where they're like, from. But like I don't have to necessarily But you see what they go through, yeah. It, you know, just if I wanted to watch it. It was interesting because the Lego movie came out like in what like 2014 or yeah, 20 quite a something while later. 20 something. This looks like a precursor like they were testing the waters on this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So it was interesting to see this and how they went with this and and see that they eventually changed it up and made the Lego movie too. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting yeah. piece of Lego history. Yeah, if anything else,
1: yeah. I saw this movie and I immediately thought second grade birthday party. Like <laughs>
0: sick, perfect. So
1: it there is something very uh, childhood ish about this movie. Yeah, it, and because I think you know we were kids when it came out, it was meant for us as children. So it yeah. matches our childhood perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I definitely could see how this was for fans. I was lost at some points. Mm-hmm. And there were parts where I just I was like, I'm not even gonna ask. I'm just gonna <laughs> because I don't even know what to ask. <laughs> I don't need to ask that because we want to finish the movie and I don't want to get him started. So Oh man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you let me pause it once, he'll never start again.
1: <laughs> So I thought it was entertaining. The at voice acting was good. Oh, yeah. It's far and away better than any kind of those bad knockoff animated movies mm-hmm. that people talk about. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. There are certainly, you can certainly <laughs> do worse. Yes. There's, I, I definitely understand that this is not something that people are just going to sit down and watch
0: mm-hmm.
1: if they don't know anything about Bionicle. But I do think it's a good movie. I definitely thought the voice acting was good. I think the animation is great. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, you know, CG animation from 2001 on a five million yeah, budget movie. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's very good. Yeah, For for that, I mean, there were CG TV shows at this time that were way worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes.
1: and. Because at this time period, CG bad CG was cheaper than good 2D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys remember this? Yeah. Yep. So every show on Nickelodeon for a time was bad CG, like that mm-hmm. Barnyard show and yep,
0: oh yep.
2: My
1: gosh, Planet yeah. Sheen. Yeah. Oh,
0: Jimmy ne- Jimmy Neutron got away with it for a little bit, yeah, because yeah. it had the movie first. Yep. But everything else. Yeah,
1: I remember thinking, why is the animation so much better in the movie than it is in this TV <laughs> yeah. show? Yeah. That's why. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Budget. Get what you
1: pay for. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I think after watching the movie, I went and looked at the website that has all the comics on it. Mm. You know, and so I looked at all that stuff, and you know, I think that this is a world that I could get into, Mm -hmm. and I could read all the comics, and I might do that. So.
0: I would, be. Honored if you read the comics. I would be so I started,
1: I looked at they're all available. I thought, well, they're available. I like comics, so
0: that would be so cool. We can talk about it. Oh my god. I'll
1: start asking for them for Christmas. Bionicle sets. (sighs) (laughs) It'll be great. Yeah, but I definitely, yeah, I don't think this is so. Intense or so deep that nobody, you know, that people would have a really hard time getting into. Yeah. I think it would be really easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's an easy watch. Yeah, the movie is an easy watch. Mm-hmm. I would say. So there are parts of it that I had questions about, or at least I had, were a little <laughs> bothered. bothersome uh, <laughs> He has he has this crab character. There's this crab pet that he rides everywhere, yeah. and it's the sweetest, cutest little pup. I mean, it's a yeah. dog. Puku. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it licks his face and yeah. everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's riding it on this adventure. They're on the way there. They're riding the, the dog crab. And <laughs> they find a better way. They find a way to fly. They're like, oh, let's go fly. Bye bye, dog. I mean, bye bye, crab thing. And they just leave it in the middle of the yeah. woods. Yeah. Sorry, Cuckoo. No room. Go on home. They just leave it there.
0: Yep. Go back home.
1: Yeah. They fly off in about mm, I'd say uh 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, I'd say uh five minutes movie time. Yeah. The crab comes back and is like, hello. And they're well, he doesn't talk, but he's like, yeah. hi. And they're like, Wow, you found us. So obviously flying was not faster. <laughs> because the crab caught up to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why. I don't yeah. know
0: Can can I offer up a reason why I think <laughs> okay. I think they intended to fly much further than they did. Oh because they fly to the top of the cliff into like what it becomes like an icy area, yeah. right? And yeah. the bird kind of crashes. Joll and Takua said that they don't know how to fly it really. Right. They, they've been a, he said he's been a second on a bird, but he doesn't know how to land it or anything. So but then they were flying with Leewa, the the toa of air who can also fly yeah. right and he was like oh shoot do you hear those drums something some bad shit's gone, going down i got to go yeah. yeah so i think they intended to fly with Lewa a lot further than they uh. ended up because Liwa was like oh shit i got to go sorry got and it. then the crab arrived. arrives okay. like oh makes good thing we didn't go that far i yeah. guess good is that a perfectly <laughs> canon answer no <laughs> That's just what I've always thought. Right,
1: right. It was a good question though, because I was pretty upset when he left that crab. Yeah, yeah. the
0: crab does a very definite, like, sad face, and it even has like a yes. sound. Like,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a puppy. Yeah, it's like you're telling your dog, no, no, puppy, don't follow me. Stay here in the woods alone <laughs> with the bear, <laughs> with Find the bear that hole. just attacked yeah. us two minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> Wild yeah. animals. <laughs>
0: yeah. But hey. But yeah. I I'm glad you guys indulged in it with me. Yeah. So. Thanks for that. Yeah,
1: thank you for every, everyone who's indulging right Yes.
0: Now. Oh, yes, thank you to everyone. And if you, and if you love Bionicle, definitely tweet at me, and I'll, we'll talk about it. But yes, well. yes. Bionicle Mask of Light's success prompted later LEGO themes to utilize similar storytelling methods. Ninjago, Hero Factory, and Legends of Chima, to name a few. But Bionicle was special. It was a deep and fascinating franchise loved by many. Bringing in fans of fantasy and sci fi as well as Lego builders together. From the beginning, it had an element of mystery. What are these robots doing on an island? Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. are, are they even robots?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where did the Toa come from? How powerful is Makuta? But somehow you knew that there was even more beneath the surface. Movies like Mask of Light brought a new light, pun intended, to that mystery. Yeah. <laughs> After a long 10-year run, the story is kept alive today by the undying love of its fans. More and more builds, games, art, and stories are shared every day. And there is even more still creeping just past the horizon. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Bionicle. So, happy anniversary Yay! to Bionicle! Happy anniversary. Hooray! We look forward to the next time when we will all listen again to the legend of the Bionicle.
1: So Bionicle saved Lego, they right? They sure did. Yeah, is that what I'm hearing?
0: They sure did.
1: And they are it's responsible for all those other story driven Legos that came after, right? That's right. right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: That's great news because my niece loves Lego. <laughs> it's like her favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she wouldn't be able to enjoy it if uh we lost Lego. Yep, that's, that's right.
0: Um and if you have the chance go check out, we, we talked about this a little bit with your Master of the Universe movie. Mm. There's the documentary series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. Ah, there's yes. There's an episode on Lego and there's a little segment It's that's like, hey, barnacles saved. Yeah. Because nice. people who don't, People who like uh Lego bricks and stuff are like, nah, it was Star Wars. I'm like, No, dude. Mm-mm. Look into it, look deeper. <laughs> it was Bionicle that saved that company I, boys.
1: I love the idea of characters over just bricks or building sets and building you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that it's characters. I that's really interesting. I Yep. So what was wrong with the reboot?
0: The the original Bionicle, as we said, would require a ton of learning to kind of get it all wrapped in your head, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of, un- in order to understand it, you have to dive in deep. Yeah, you have to understand all these words. You have to understand how things work. A bunch of crazy names, places, whatever. Yeah, like the story goes to other planets eventually by the end of it, hmm. right? But the reboot, in an attempt to sol- like condense or solidify that, ah, changed a lot of that craziness. There was still an island. Mm-hmm. It was called Akoto instead of Mata Nui. They were They weren't really referred to as Toa anymore. They were just called masters of whatever element. Oh. And then they were just called masks rather than great Kanohi masks. Which, oh. you know, removing all of these lore words is one thing. And then the story was like here and there yeah. so quickly. Because they started in the same place as the original where... The to arrive and they don't know who they are really, but in the reboot, the elders come up with like, "Here, it was all prophecy. Here's the whole thing from start oh. to finish, and go find the masks of power." And they did that in like two seconds. They're like, "All right, I know exactly where the mask is. I'm gonna go get it."
1: I see. Oh. So, so it's not as as detailed and yeah, not thought it's out it's as a lot it's
0: a lot more simplified and. The, the villains are less interesting mm. because the the main antagonist is still Makuta, but his minions were just like the most genericish, ish oh, okay. s- skeleton Aww. creatures. Like they literally came from the ground and they looked like yeah. skeletons. The toys were cool. I'll have to admit, the toys were cool, but the story didn't have the same yeah. oomph as same the original. And, so- I, oh. and I think the fans of the original were hoping for more of a continuation almost of their original. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So do you think that any of the names were changed because of the because of the issues with cultural
0: It is very, very possible because we didn't mention it, but from the beginning or, or early on in the existence of the bionicle there was a controversy with the Maori language that they lifted a lot of words from. Right, right. Like, the names of the Toa, Tahu, Lewa, Kupaka, so on, they mean fire, air, ice. Yeah. You know, they're elements. Mm-hmm. That's just straight up the word. So, a lot of things had to be changed because they had a big controversy from, from the cultural group, and they're like, Yeah. Hey, what do you... you know. I get it, yeah. So, I to- I understand that. A lot of these names had to change, and I would bet money on the fact that Lego wanted to avoid that again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if they had redone it with new names and stuff, they still could have been more detailed it's very and, true. and thought out everything better. It's you very know? True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's true. And I think if there were to ever be a third shot for Bionicle, it would either have to be just straight up part two of the original ah, to yeah. appease fans. Or complete scratch. Yeah. Like don't even don't even hint at the other stuff, which yeah. would upset a lot of people.
1: I think it would really benefit from a TV show.
0: They they had a short-lived Netflix show for the reboot, ah. but it didn't...
1: Oh, I mean, for the right for the original stuff. For the original, yeah. I, I think if they changed the names uh, to a point where they were respectful and then just, but kept everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I would watch it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I would too. And I would love to see it come back. Go check out um, Christian Faber, specifically his uh, Instagram, at Fab Frames, I think, because he's posted some really cool concept art from Um. the original, and he's working on new stuff that is very Bonicle-esque, and I'm like, hell yeah, my guy.
1: So I'm in on that. I love this model. I love the idea of a really good story around your toys. Mm Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It, it is And the stuff. fact that it's original yes. to them is really cool. Yeah, it's not toys based off of something. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like when toys are their own thing. Mm-hmm. That's re- It's really hard to get people to buy them. Yeah. But you just have to have a good story.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Bionicle sure had one of those. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. That is going to be a case closed. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for <laughs> indulging. Of course. With me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And thank you listeners for listening. It's what you do best. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, my eyes only glazed over like once or twice. Oh, so. <laughs> ouch.
0: But hey, if you made it through this episode, props. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Again, Woo. tweet at me specifically if you want to talk Bionicle. But if you want to talk to us about movies in general and cool stuff, follow us on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And talk to us, please. And talk to us. Yes. Go
0: check out BlackCaseDiaries.com for the blogs and more interesting tidbits and junk there.
1: Yes. And we are doing a briefcase around the campfire again. But this time, we would like to hear listener stories. So if you have a story, DM us on Twitter or Instagram or send an email to BlackCasedDiaries at gmail.com so we can read your story.
0: Yeah, the spookier, the better. Yes, scare us. Not me. Don't (laughs) scare me. (laughs) Thanks again. We appreciate you very much. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. new legends awake but old lessons must be remembered this is the way of the bionic